0: Let's head to my home patch, the Waikato, and talk about food. More specifically, a magazine called Nourish, which one of our listeners put us onto. Uh, It's the creation of Vicky Ravlich-Horan, who is a chef and a cooking teacher and a foodie tour leader, and also the editor of this very popular magazine, Nourish, which has been published now for 13 years. It serves the Bay of Plenty and Waikato communities, and uh, now they've actually released a Nourish cookbook, too. Hi there, Vicky. Hi. Yeah, this is really nice. Um, someone who listens to our show thought that we'd like to hear about you, and, and we were delighted to um, – you and I have crossed paths over the years, I think, but um, we were delighted to see how that you are thriving. Um, and as I said earlier, not every region has their own food magazine, right? No,
1: but maybe they should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yes, but no doubt it's uh, hours of work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hours of work, but um, you know, great fun. And um, if you, yeah, do what you love, then I mean, it's, it's a pretty cool job getting to. Um, well, people think I just eat myself my way around, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's more about the people that you meet, really, and that they're doing what they love. And to be able to share that, that's pretty exciting.
0: Man, you must have seen a few magazines fold over 13 years. What's your secret to staying in business?
1: Oh, I think it's- really um, I didn't come from publishing so I didn't I, all the challenges that um, publishers traditional publishers newspapers and magazines are having I think it's because they uh, do what they've always done I come from hospitality and food and that's all about serving customers and that's kind of the approach we've taken to the magazine ah, that's we've always kept in yeah we've kept in mind who our reader is and who our clients are and trying to please those yeah
0: how did you get started in the first place?
1: Oh, a bit of a random accident, actually, like all good stories. Yeah, I um, had a couple of cafes and a catering business, and I was um, selling those. And I was looking around for a job, basically, and thought, oh, I'd start a cooking school and sort of food tours. But I didn't really want to spend a lot of money doing it. So I just um, went to a couple of um, good suppliers that I used and loved and said, look, I'll create, like, a glorified pamphlet with, like, an A5 um, little magazine about 30 pages, and I said, I'll use you in the, in the recipes. We'll talk about what you do, and basically you know, did that and um, just expected to do one. And everyone loved it. Everyone wanted more. The advertisers wanted more. So they said, when's the next one? And so we did another one. And then we realized that maybe that was the business that could fill the gap here. Mm.
0: And I say this with love because I love my home patch, but is there really enough to (laughs) write about each issue in uh, Waikato and Bay of Plenty when it comes to just food?
1: Yeah, there's heaps. Uh, it's funny, too, because really early on, that's one. I think that's a very um, traditional view of um, provincial towns and even the people that live in them, that, you know, like, surely you I, I remember about an addition or two in, someone said, surely you're going to run out of things to write about. And I think that's the point. You don't, because there's just more and more. And if anything, the fact that um, not much is written about it um there is more to tell and every every person has a story um you know even if you drive past behind those those fences what's growing on we don't really know yeah. what, how things are growing these days even if you live in the Waikato or Bay of when you see it all the time do you actually know how these things grow or the story behind that person and why they make that or and that sort of thing so yeah there's, it just keeps going yeah
0: um, and you, you're not born and bred. Uh, no, you grew up in in, uh, in the Waikato, but then you went and travelled the world. And a few people, again, with respect, might ask, hey, well, you've been in London and Melbourne. Why come back?
1: Well, yeah, and I probably was one of those people. I probably um, got to the end of school and everyone said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, but I'm getting out. Um, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes distance is is a good thing. And I left and did travel the world and, and sort of did hospitality and, and things like that. And I came home um i sort of told my parents i would come home when there was something to come home to and so we said sort of, i that's when i decided i was going to start a catering business and i think it was i mean with respect it's easier to do that when you're in your home turf you know people you've got a network and I yeah. came home, and I probably had actually feet for the first two or three years. But then I realized, actually, I should just, if this is what I was going to do and I was going to be a success, I should look around and see what makes this an amazing place. And, I mean, that was 24, 25 years ago. And I think um, even before I had Naresh or when I started Narash, I realized that most people who live here, let alone people outside of the region, have the same view. There's not much going on here. But if we actually celebrate what's going on yeah. here... And, and start talking about it, we actually we build that pride and, and get rid of that feeling, so yeah.
0: Could you give me a few favourite local food stories, not the whole story, but just give people, give people a sense of what is happening in the food scene in Waikato and, and nearby?
1: Oh goodness! um there's too many, and I think the problem is too they've all become really good friends of mine as well, but I think there's i mean like particularly in the last um four or five years there's been you know there's been some really hard um things to happen to people who've had really really good businesses and just through no fault of their own have you know have struggled have had to keep you know reinventing themselves. Um, I think things like um, there's a couple in Raglan who own the shack, um, Justin and Alex, and they just, I mean, they just do an absolutely fantastic job. Um, and what's that know, a cafe?
0: That,
1: yeah, it's cafe. Yeah. Um, okay,
0: but where am I going to go out to dinner in Hamilton?
1: And dinner in Hamilton? Well, I think um, under Matt at Pallet in um, Hamilton is one of the most award-winning chefs in New Zealand. And just he doesn't get quite as much kudos because he's in Hamilton, Um, but he just you know he constantly wins awards, Um, so that's that's a must for the sort of yeah. What else? Let's make a
0: little list. What else you got there for us?
1: (laughs) You've got um, Mr. Pickles on the riverfront. You know, we we're always complaining that no one's on the riverfront in the Waikato, so that's always <laughs> good.
0: Second down, One right, that one's come up. Yeah, out. I know. People think <laughs> Hamilton's starting to feel insecure about it. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, yeah, there's, I mean, we've got a plethora of um, ethnic eateries and things like that, like some really good Japanese and mm. Vietnamese and Chinese. Um, really, really good. Um, I think you can always tell, Jesse, that they're good um, Asian eateries when you um, see that it's just full of Asian people and the decor's pretty crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's always for me a good sign. I don't have time <laughs> to
0: try and work out if that's problematic or not, but I think we know what you mean, It's said with goodwill. Um, yeah, yeah. Ban ba- Mi, Vietnamese down there, been to that one, that's awesome. All yeah. sorts. Eh? What about if we go to the, um, the farmers markets? I'm just about out of time. Pick one thing at the, uh, do you just made a Cambridge farmers market or a Hamilton farmers market person?
1: Oh, I'm in Hamilton, but the Cambridge one's pretty good as well. Okay. The, ha- the good thing about the Hamilton one is it's undercover. So yeah. even over the last couple of months, you can go and um, get, yeah. The- oh, goodness. Um, love the vegetables at Perongia Mountain Vegetables. Great garlic and potatoes. Awesome. And you buy potatoes by their, you know, group. Yeah.
0: Mm. Good stuff. You've got a cookbook out.
1: Yes. Yes. So we published a cookbook about three months ago. So, yeah, really good book. Yeah, I where, do say so
0: myself. Where can, and is that influenced by the local scene or is it just a cookbook that could have come up anywhere?
1: Pretty much. It's a cookbook that we want. Um, we think even a, an accomplished cook would love because it's got great, you know, everyday recipes, but it's also that book that we think that you'll give someone who's leaving home and maybe needs a few skills. Um, so it's that really foundation cookbook. We say we want this cookbook to be filthy within a couple of months. It's the cookbook yeah. that stays in the kitchen. Yeah, good one. Yeah.
0: Okay, where can people find it?
1: Um, on our website, so it's nourishmagazine.co.nz. All
0: right, where do people find the magazine?
1: Oh, All through the Waikato and Bay of Plenty, so good cafes, farmers' markets, food shops, that sort of thing. Yeah, you'll find it everywhere, and the next next week, spring comes out.
0: Oh, cool, so it's quarterly, and what's the price? It's free. Ah, Vicky, great to <laughs> chat to you. Thanks. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for what you're adding to the local scene.
1: Thank you. Cheers.
0: Vicky Ravlich Horan, who runs Nourish magazine Wakato Bay of Plenty.